So there's an interesting slant on this that we have never seen before that Sunsingham says, we don't just sit around and wait, we work. And and that's actually true. If you re- He says it very true carefully throughout this how it's really was true in the new testament time era too and so in other words you could say we did do the work and therefore we were able to come to know and people aren't a lot of times people just they either get discouraged or else they get apathetic i think that's the thing they just think i've done it all i've seen it all i know it all and then they just kind of go through the motions but you know they barely continue on doing things and getting and working any further with jesus um, so, so that's why. So, it's a really an important message for us to all hear. Um, on page two, he says uh, on line on Proverbs twenty, the people who go about it in the world of spirits are a sign. And you know, I was just gonna, I wasn't gonna go into it too much, but Joel said, David and I, something when we were there at Christmas time, he talked about, uh, you know people who uh, saw UFOs and stuff. And then so the latest kind of some Christians who really got into this, because there's so many people now, there's so much evidence. And you know, Di, you probably heard that, I mean, it was on the New York Times, on CNN, all that kind of stuff, where they, was the Pentagon, Dave, or something, released all that, a lot of, lot of the stuff that was classified. And uh, so anyhow, the whole thing is a lot of Christians feel that this is the spiritual realm and that their spiritual realm is trying to, whether it's angels, demons, or it's however, or human beings, or people, beings, because even we know the Bible is full of beings that aren't angels or are there, they're not also human beings. So there's lots of beings in God's heavens. And so it's just interesting because I'm actually in the middle of reading this called the UFO of God. And not that I really, it, it's just that we listened to, David and I listened to a podcast yesterday as we were driving. And uh, and so it's all about, um, you know, where where is this? And so a lot of people experience these things by taking, uh, they said, uh, you know, psychedelic drugs, but also we manufacture it. And so they said a lot of it is in uh around like our, our that's why we have weird dreams so they're trying to connect them all together so i won't go into it but it was just interesting because it says uh, it's a sign of the times and it's interesting because as i said to dv after and we all could think that that uh the world needs to be kind of uh we we know where the world is right now it's so physical the whole every the western world and you know and even in the eastern world and that they're very it's very physical and we have kind of because of the scientific age we did away with any kind of thing that we couldn't prove you know in a test tube but at the same time when you when we do things like when you see UFOs or too many people have this experience where they feel they've been abducted or they feel people have come, then they have to say, this is the science of the time. Perhaps people will say there is something else there besides just the physical. And they will then, it'll break down in society, this prejudice we have against anything other than something solid that we can feel and touch. So I just thought I'd say that because it's all super interesting. So Proverbs uh, 31 on page three you have to win against Satan and evildoers with the Lord through goodness. And I just thought that's really good because in the end, that's very simple. We can all do that. It's not how much we pray. It's not how much we, we evangelize or this. It is, are we good? Do we, are we a good person? And God's the only one that knows that. Do we, are we good inside? Are we good even when you aren't looking? Are we good even to, you know, to strangers or somebody he doesn't know? And so are we full of goodness? And uh, and so I just thought that was really beautiful because that is how, because it's Satan, it's when we're evil that Satan gets in there and gets an edge and takes, uh, starts taking land. On page four, uh, 
Proverbs 43, God and the Holy Spirit have us take action until the end and fulfill it. It is because it belongs to God. And I thought, you know, that's an interesting proverb. I didn't highlight it, but it's an interesting proverb because so often, you know, we just keep going. And sometimes we don't know why, but, you know, we think, well, nothing happened, you know, so you just keep feeling inspired. You keep going, but you don't have a vision of where it ends or what you're even doing. And he's saying they have us take action until the end and fulfill it. And so that's good because then it means that we fulfill those kind of things. Um, and then he says on uh, Proverbs 50, work hard within the Lord to make a sign take, take place. Taking action a lot itself is a sign. And, you know, and Davey said it today, we we're talking about something taking action. And Dave says, you know, it's probably one of the major principles and good things that Sensinium's taught all of us is to just take action. Just start somewhere. Just do anything and, you know, get off your button and try to fix something, try to resolve something. And prayer goes along with that too. But in Christianity, I think often we just prayed and didn't then take action because we didn't always know that God was trying to lead us. And so there is really this take action and it says people take action a lot. That's a sign. So if you feel like you're taking a lot of action, then you're, it's a sign that you're within God and you're working hard. Uh, so then one of the things at the top of page five uh, is that whatever that proverb was, at the, where was I at uh, 54, was it says because they're old, even if they're receive, to receive Jesus, they don't have time to live with him. And, you know, I was thinking about this in you know, regard to my sister as well. You know, I just thought, you know, when you get older, it is hard to change. And but the whole key of this um, is what is to live with him. And Christians think they live with Jesus, but you don't live with, um, you know, a brother like you live with a partner, like a, a mate. You don't live with a friend. And Jesus was all those things, right? He, he was a friend. He was a brother. He Now he's our bridegroom. And so we know what it's like to live in the same household, in a sense, as Jesus and do tasks and everything with him. And so that's really the key, too, of this message is living. This is what we're practicing, really, on this earth, is living with God Almighty, getting more godlike, and then getting that we live with Jesus. 181, I thought that was an interesting slant too that we've never seen before, that God said I was going to come with sword to fire. You know, the book of Joel says that and Ezekiel. And this is yet he came as a parent. And so he didn't come then as a ruler anymore that, you know, the, the owner of the, of the vineyard and everything else that, that got mad and disciplined or gave the talents out of, of the land. He said he came as a parent and he did, didn't he? And so much, which is a much more intimate, loving thing. And, but he came in the new domain. And then that's what Sensidum says. He can't come because he came in the same domain. He'd have to treat them where he was in that domain. Such an interesting, logical point of view. I, I just wish that uh, people would hang in there so that we could say all these things. And then he says about the new, old New Testament people, he says, why do they wait during a time of working? And he says, they are foolish. And I know that so many of them would say they're working. They're, you know, working. And so some of them are. They are building up mirror. But it's really to be that bride, isn't it? That bride where I keep the oil in my lap. That's really the work. So it's not, it's doing good deeds. And that's true. And, you know, but 
you know, the world does lots of good deeds now, and which we've talked about lots of times. You know, you can't watch hardly a TV show, and there's lots of people doing lots of, of good good deeds, lots of make it doing merit. But are we keeping the oil in our lamp? And that really is a more difficult thing to do because that is living in really accountability to Jesus. Um on page six, then it's Proverbs 62, he mentions already that after Jesus died on the cross and then returns in spirit, he said he he was already a different time period by that time. By the time Jesus comes back, and because he goes, remember, he preaches to the in heaven, he says to Mary, don't touch me yet. But then after he comes back, then the new time period is ushered in. And I don't think we've had Sunday, I don't know if we have that he's really said that clearly. But here he says it right here. Um, so on one sixty, there's actually two forty six. So it's Proverbs sixty five. Once again, he says they were able to receive from the master and live with him. And so you know, it back in those days, as you know, there was huge uh, house and and on the vineyard on the on the crop hearing outside everybody lived there or lived in a house around and it was for your own safety because you'd still be robbers and marauders would come and that kind of stuff so it was for your own safety that you lived in this compound but he said the one who didn't who buried he was casted out and, and we know that into darkness and torment and so it's so really if we don't the the uh, the parallel to that then is if I don't live with him, I'm cast to death, right? So it's not just building up the merit or anything else. I need to all be in the position that the owner wants to live with me and welcomes me into his domain and says, stay and live with me. And, uh, and then the opposite is being cast out. Then he says it again and on Proverbs 66. He said, then they will know if you, if you give the gospel, receive, eat, and drink. And live with him. I mean, because you could say no receive, eat, and drink is all Christianity. It's not different, but here it's different. Living, living with him, living with the Lord. On uh page seven, uh Proverbs 68, a fruit tree should not just wait for its own, it should quickly grow, bloom, bear fruit, and complete itself. Then when the time comes, the owner will come rejoice and harvest. And that's really goes back to, right, that the brides were ready. And so that is really the work. And unfortunately, Christianity in some ways has really lost that waiting for Jesus' return. You know, I don't think you could hardly go to a church where they're still preaching that. Uh, and then Proverbs 77, fighting and winning against Satan and evil in the domain of death and then coming to providence is a miracle. So, you know, when you think that that's really what we were doing out there, and that's what's really everybody has to do when they're in Christianity, or when they're in the old time period, they are fighting and winning against Satan and evil. They are doing goodness and they are ignoring and not being tempted by Satan and by doing wickedness in their life. So, amen. That was a good message all on those points that uh, there's lots of points in here, lots of things that die. Did you have anything that Get home to you. Guy, did you hear? Did you hear me? Are you there? Oh, sorry. I thought I had unmuted. Oh, no problem. Um, no, I think there's 
definitely some stuff to dig out of that message. It's because it's not really just about the talents, because I think the talents has like I thought he was going to go more into what that meant, like the difference. Because I, I just think like, well, some people are given one and they double it. And some people are given 10 and they bury it. Right. You know? Yeah. So I just wish that it was a little more like that. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, yeah. I just assume on my own that it, there's many variations of that principle. Well, you know, Di, what comes to my is to much is given, much is required. And yeah. so, so yeah. God, you know, you know, like I was sitting there thinking one day, why do special, like, you know, anybody that's really reached celebrity status and because God gave them a talent and so many, so few of them acknowledge God and do it for God. You know, I love that they have to sing nothing but Christian songs or religious songs. It's just that they don't even acknowledge God. And then sure enough, you find find out, you know, they're divorced, they're, they're, um, on drugs, they're alcoholic, you know, they, you know, their children have gone astray. And I think it's that same thing. I think that God knew he gave them a lot of gifts because God says that, you know, he scattered his gifts among men, you know, humankind. And so I think when you've been given a lot and then you don't turn around to God, say, thank you. And, and want to know we're, you know, what am I supposed to do with all this? And then thank you creator you know even if you just start with that right so i think that's kind of it die a little bit is the five ten talented guy or the five talented i should say is it the five or ten was he given ten or five i think one two and five one two and five i think he was given a lot of ability a lot of aptitude right yeah a lot of talent yeah and also it's yeah, when you're faithful with small things, you'll then, be faithful. Then you increase. Right. Yeah. 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 But it always kind of, uh, you know, it was interesting because just us, Davey and I watched some of that football last week. And and uh, just for you, Do, I don't know if you're going to watch the Super Bowl, but I know you're not a big football fan. But it was just interesting because uh, Mahomes, who's going to be in the Super Bowl, he sort of make reference to God and the mercy of God. And then Carmen Purdy, who's in San Francisco, he said, glory to God. So, so it should be an interesting matchup where they're both giving glory to God after they win the, uh, the semi, you know, sorry, the semifinals. So yeah, it's, I would really think spiritually how that's going to work. <laughs> but obviously, well, not obviously, but to me, the takeaway was really more about never is it about um, waiting in any of the time periods Never is it about waiting. You are supposed to produce fruit, fruit. of yes. the time period until you meet yeah. the time period. So, so that to me was um, like the huge takeaway of this. Yes, mess. yeah, I thought so too. I thought, and, I, and you're right. And I do not think that's ever, ever preached in in Christianity. But it, like you said, in each time period, that's exactly what the people had to do. Yeah. You know, it was, uh, yeah, I thought there was a lot of really different angles of looking at things, which is, I always appreciate when Satsinim does, because, you know, um, we, we could, you know, I always feel sorry for Christians who say, heard all those Bible stories, heard all the sermons, nothing, nothing new here to learn, you know, why do I have to still keep going to church? Whereas we hear a lot of the familiar verses and passages at Satsinim always draws more nutrition and, and more stuff out of it. 
Okay. Well, thanks, Di, for joining. I shall end in prayer unless you had something else that you wanted to share. No, no, I'm good. Yeah, good, good. That was great. That number 74 is a mouthful. Oh, okay. The more you do, the more skilled and competent you be getting, and then we got the 400 things that we got to do. <laughs> well, or whatever your aptitude. You just pick one, Dave. Yeah, pick one. Pick one and do it well. I'm helping people become one and harmonious. <laughs> okay. Almighty God, we uh, truly do thank you once again for this word. And we thank you for the fellowship of brethren. We thank you that we could gather around and pray and, and seek you and know that there's fellows around us, fellow uh, believers and fellow strivers after you. And God, I just pray again for our children, our grandchildren, for our mates. We just pray that you will just give us the opportunity. We just pray, God, that that they might, before too much time, that they would, that you would arrest them, that you would cause something to happen in their life, that they would stop and take a different approach to it. Look at things different. God, we pray for each one of them that they would get sick of sick of listening to their same old thoughts, sick of thinking the same thoughts. But instead, God, they would turn to you and cry out to you that they would truly get bored in Christianity, that they truly get bored where they're at. And they would cry, get hunger again to see the real of you and the real of Jesus and what he can do. Of all the promises that were in the Bible that they know they've read. God, we cry out to you for our children, our grandchildren, our siblings and anybody else that we love, that we brought within our, our domain and that we influence. God, we just cry out to you that we might evangelize them, that you might give us, um, that you might give us people so that you might add to this church. And we just pray for the, all of everybody that surrounds, that comes and comes to Glory Church, who can't always come. We just pray for them too, that you might give them grace. You might give them mercy. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Great, Di. Thank you. Otherwise, it's Dave and I, which we think we're going to do on board. But anyhow, text me if you can make it tomorrow. Okay, I'll.